0: You're listening to the (laughs) DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. You're listening to DolphinsTalk.com Daily, the most listened to daily Miami Dolphins podcast on the Internet. Come on, Dolphins fans. Time to fins up.
1: Miami's got the, Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air
0: we're... Good evening, Miami Dolphins fans, and thank you for listening to this breaking news audio right here at dolphinstalk.com. I am Mike, joined as always by Tom He and Tom. The Miami Dolphins' long national nightmare is over. They have hired a new head coach. Um, They have another national nightmare that's going to go on for like a year or two. But the one about hiring a head coach has now ended as they have officially announced that they have hired San Francisco 49ers offensive coordinator Mike McDaniel as their next head coach. And we're going to break it down and share some of um, our thoughts on this. But first, a big shout-out to everyone watching and listening over at finnevin.com. Everyone go to finnevin.com, the largest Miami Dolphins message board on the Internet. Everyone also um, go to the I Am A Miami Dolphins Fan Facebook group. And for those of you watching on the Dolphins Talk YouTube channel, thank you. Be sure to subscribe to the channel, smash the like button, and also hit that alert bell. So uh, the Miami Dolphins met with... Mike McDaniel on Saturday for over ten hours for his second interview. No, on Friday. I'm sorry for his second interview. Saturday was Kellen Moore. Sunday night they announced Mike McDaniel. And let's um, before we get to some thoughts here, Tom. Let's uh, let's go through his resume here because he start. He was raised by a single mother, biracial, raised by a single mom in the Colorado area. Was at the he was at the Broncos um, training facility and training camps a lot as a child. Um, after school, he he was with them as an intern. Then he went to the Houston Texans with Gary Kubiak, um, had a bit of an alcohol problem, was fired, went to the UFL, not the USFL, the UFL for a year or so, then came back in the league with the Redskins, sorry, the Washington football team, whatever name we're calling him. Commanders now. Commanders. (laughs) Whatever we want to call them, Whatever. He was with them as an offensive assistant, as a wide receiver coach, went to the Browns as a wide receiver coach, went to Atlanta as an assistant, San Francisco as a run game coordinator, and also in San Francisco as the offensive coordinator this past year, even though he didn't call plays. So he's worked his way up through the ranks, paid his dues, has an amazing story, overcame alcoholism, Um, and sort of hasn't had a drink, I think, since 2016. He went to Yale, highly intelligent, and everyone, I shouldn't say everyone, the majority of players he has come in contact with and has sort of worked with at various stops, whether Cleveland, Washington, Atlanta, San Francisco, they say they give him very high praise. And And as we know, that isn't always the case in the NFL. As we have seen, just in Miami, a lot of players didn't have nice things to say about people like, Cam Cameron, Adam GaSe, Brian Flores, Joe Philbin. So, not it's rare you get a guy who you don't see much negativity around, and a lot of the comments you see about him are positive. And Tom, before I get your thoughts, um, well, actually, let me get your thoughts here in the higher for a quick second.
1: Yeah, um, when when the coaching search started, I was really wanting a seasoned head coach. I wanted someone. A veteran like a Doug Peterson, who's actually near at the top of my list, Um, but when the search continued to go through its process, we noticed they weren't taking anyone from the Andy Reid tree. They weren't talking really to veteran uh, coaches beyond that first, you know, that first meeting. I know Dan Quinn was like a was a quick powwow. They didn't even bother bringing him back for a second. Uh, But and when everything shook out, it was all down to two first-time head coaches. Um, I didn't discredit Kellen Moore. I think he's done a good job with Dallas. Uh, since he's taken over, he's had high marks regarding the offense. The, um, the uh, But then Mike McDaniel, when looking at uh, you know what he brought to the table for the 49ers, they have some very innovative stuff. Have you – ever seen a left tackle go in motion pre-snap i haven't but i did mike mcdaniel did it uh i don't expect to see liam eikenberg doing the same thing uh or austin jackson for that matter but uh that's innovative stuff and one of the things that had to come out of this higher weather was going to be more mcdaniel now we know obviously it's mcdaniel the offense has to be fixed That is a big problem for the Miami Dolphins and has been for quite some time. This offense has been stagnant. Uh, They have not been able to really put things together outside of the chang year where they were in the top 15 in points per game, but the offense still ranked in the 20s. So a lot has to be addressed on that side of the ball. And this is a hire to give to a really his last chance his third season here in Miami this is it um, and this is also potentially it for Chris Greer so he's got to make some moves he's got to get the guys in here that's going to work well with McDaniel uh, and get this offense in the right direction obviously it's going to be intriguing to see who he brings aboard uh, as his offensive staff and obviously question marks still remain will Josh Boyer and the defensive staff stick around. That is to be determined. I'm sure that they'll be speaking. Uh, Boyer and um, McDaniel will be speaking probably the next 24, 48 hours, and then things will start to get sorted out regarding the defensive staff. But I like the hire. Um, I hope that he brings uh, a lot of innovative things to this offense, and you know, we'll hope for the best. You know, I'm not going to sit here and pound the table saying it's a home run hire or anything like that. He's an unproven coach in regards of being a head coach and a leader of men. But based on everything that has been talked about him, um, you know, I got high hopes and I hope that he can uh, bring the magic to South Florida.
0: Yeah, and let's make no mistake about it. This is Chris Greer's team. Chris Greer has uh, all the power right now in Miami. This team's in his vision, and it's going to be interesting to see after what they just went through with Brian Flores. How much power Mike McDaniel actually has? Does he have to inherit, you know, half the staff on one side of the ball? Can he hire his own staff even on offense, or do all them or do all those moves have to go through Chris Greer? Because if in it look for a first-time head coach, talk to Matt Rule. Matt Rule had the job with the Jets a few years ago, pretty much pen to paper. The Jets told him, We're gonna hire your staff. You're not gonna be able to. Pick your staff. Matt Rule said, see, ya, I'm going back to Baylor. And then he went back to Baylor, waited a year, and then he went to the Panthers. So, you know, Mike McDaniel might not have a lot of power here, especially everything they just went through with head coach Brian Flores. It's going to be in doubt he also might have power. I'm saying I don't know. Um, it's going to be interesting how much power he actually has because Chris Greer, he, he is driving this ship right now, as, as we know. He been This is going to be year 22 for him in this Miami Dolphins organization in some capacity and no matter who comes and who goes he just keeps getting promoted up the ladder and he never leaves so chris greer this is probably his call 100 percent, and we'll see um what mike mcdaniel can and cannot do and for mike mcdaniel to have, have success in miami he has two jobs two one fix the quarterback and if you don't think the quarterback's broken folks the this ain't the podcast for you as I always say, we're not a homer podcast, not gonna lie to you. He's got to fix the quarterback. This quarterback is now heading into year three. He's played adequate at best, okay, outside of a moment here and a moment there. He's got to fix the quarterback to try to salvage the number five pick of the draft and have him be hopefully a long term answer. But this is it. This is it for Tua. I mean, this is really it. This is an offensive minor coach who has um, success and has had a lot of praise he done him for some of the innovative offensive things he does. Tua, he's got to fix Tua. If he doesn't fix him, it, he's not going to be the Miami Dolphins head coach for very long, number one. The second thing he's got to do, which, fair or unfair, he has to navigate this toxic front office environment that is in Miami right now. It's under league investigation. You have an owner who who the heck knows what's going on there. You have a general manager who, I don't know. Well, it's it's not – It's not a healthy environment right now in South Florida. So Mike McDaniel, the two biggest challenges he has right now, starting tomorrow morning when he wakes up, is fix Tua and navigate this front office environment, which isn't good. And if he can do those two things, he'll be here a while. If he can't, this is going to be a quick one. Because I think, as you mentioned, Chris Greer, I don't know how many more times he can survive. And once he's gone, I think it's going to be a total house cleaning. And I don't know if Mike McDaniel will have much time after that, but Mike McDaniel's walking into a team here who's got some talent on one side of the ball on defense that you can sort of hope just don't screw it up, essentially. That's his one job on defense because if it goes in reverse and they do take a step back, that's on him. (laughs) Um, So don't screw up the defense and fix the offense, and that's going to be big for him. But one thing we saw, Tom, one thing we saw – And I don't get it. The past couple days was you know the hate for the hate for more. Like what did Kellen Moore do to deserve this outrage? I had people say, you know, he was only good because (laughs) he was only good because the Cowboys had a good offense. Duh, that's like saying Brian Dayball is only good because the Bills had a good offense. Good coaches who succeed get offers. Bad coaches who don't succeed don't. What? (laughs) It blows my mind. Some of the logic people have. If the Miami Dolphins did go with Kellen Moore, um, it would have been fine. I mean, this is a wait-and-see type hire. We hope for the best. I think it's the right hire. I wrote about it two weeks ago. i Put my name out. Dermot Rudolph and Shoot hire Mike McDaniels, the next head coach. I'm glad they did. But if they didn't and if they went with more, you're going to get really that upset over it.
1: Right. I, you know, I like I said earlier on social media, you can't look at, uh, at Kellen Moore and say he's not a good coach. He's he's a great coach. He's done a great job since he took over for the Cowboys. His offensive ranked first in yards two out of his three years in the one year he didn't get it. Dak Prescott got hurt in week five and they still finished 14th. Yeah. And From they the still finished 14th with, with Andy Dalton and Ben DiNucci. Exactly. It's like, I mean, Ben DiNucci, the legend, Um, I, you know, McDaniel, like you said, yeah, he's got to fix uh, the offense. This has to, this has to happen for this season to be any sort of successful. The offense has to get moving in the right direction uh and it obviously starts with qb1 it has to uh he's got to have a a much much better season improved season he's got to find a way to get the team to the playoffs but one thing that i do love about the mcdaniel hire is going to do two things number one he puts an emphasis on the run game and for those loyal listeners you know me when it comes to getting a running back and, and running the football. I think it's a vital thing uh, for this offense to, to succeed. And, you know, the guys that we have here now, you know, they're, they're average at best, but we need to get some, you know, we need to get a really good running back in here to run in this system that McDaniel is going to employ. And hopefully they hopefully they make some moves there to to upgrade that position. and obviously the offensive line has to be addressed finally yeah I they mean, cannot the, Chris Greer has to go and find the absolute best. I don't care if they spend every drop of cap, but they have to get an upgrade in four offensive line spots, maybe three, no, if, three. They, if they if they have to but I, you know Robert Hunt. He's fine at right guard. Liam Eichenberg, he gets a pass. He's going to end up somewhere on this offensive line, whether it's left tackle, right tackle. Uh, everybody else, you got to change it. You got yeah. to get better. And, and now, I don't care if he spends the money.
0: Yeah. I mean, he has to spend the money because he clearly can't draft these guys. I mean, I don't know how many years we have to do this. He clearly can't draft these guys. They have to spend the money in free agency. And what I think fans of Dolphins sort of have to prepare for is they're going to find out. Uh, paying for these guys in free agency isn't going to be easy because a lot of them between now and March 8th might get extensions from their team, even if they're on teams that are way over the cap. They're going to prioritize right tackles and left tackles because they are there's a reason Houston parted with all those picks for Lamar Tunsil because they're impossible to get a quality left tackle or right tackle, it's impossible to get one. So, the Miami Dolphins, um, it, it. They have the money to do it, but the problem is it's going to be a competitive market because you have other teams like Cincinnati who's also going to be in this market to get one. Just to name one team who's already a winning team with a lot of money to spend. So trying to get one of these guys, it's not impossible. It's going to be tough. But here's the here's the big question we face right now, and this is going to start if it hasn't already started. Now you're going to start hearing about it Monday morning. Are the Miami Dolphins going to be the market to trade for Jimmy G? And I know here's if you live in the bubble of Miami Dolphins Twitter, Miami Dolphins Facebook groups, Miami Dolphins YouTube channel, you're going to hear all fans of Dolphins say, nope, 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 nope. If you live in the real world (laughs) of uh, everybody else in the NFL world, you're going to hear a lot of yeses. And that's because the Miami Dolphins fans view Tua one way, which 31 other teams, fan bases, general manager and owners don't view him as. And I think Jimmy G to Miami, I don't know if it's going to happen. I think... San Francisco is going to have a lot of people wanting him. I'm just saying I would not be shocked if Miami Dolphins are involved in talks to possibly land Jimmy G for a couple of reasons. Number one, at worst, he's your number two quarterback, and you have to upgrade that over Jacoby Brissett. That's number one. Number two, if this quarterback doesn't improve at the start of year three, you can't punt in a a whole season because this kid continues to struggle. They got to have somebody ready to go. And I think if you go after Jimmy G, you can at least have an open competition. He's going to know the offense that they're putting in place. And it might light a fire under Tua. Because I don't know if all the reports are true or not. But if he wasn't putting in the time, if he was playing a lot of golf, if he wasn't working hard, having Jimmy G on this roster might, might really motivate this kid to – Raise his game a little because we can't go through another year of what we saw at quarterback. I know it's not all his fault, but they got to do something else at this spot to have an insurance policy on Tua. Uh, Jimmy G is going to be the most likely name, and we'll see. That's going to be the, that will be the story until it's not until he gets traded somewhere.
1: Yeah, you know, I could I could understand the reasoning behind it. We'll see. Um, I think there's other avenues they could look at. Um, for a backup quarterback that have experience that could push uh, Tua, I, I'm not saying let's go with another Jacoby Brissett, <laughs> uh, but you know, they, they do need to bring in somebody that can elevate Tua. Um, you know, there are other guys out there that were in the 49ers system that could come in because they do know it, so they can help Tua but also push him a little bit. I don't know, spending a second- or first-round pick on Jimmy G makes a hell of a lot of sense right now. Um, obviously, things can happen. We don't know where this thing is going to go, but all the reports right now are saying uh, that he was selling the owner and the GM about what he can get out of Tua Tungabailoa, so I don't know.
0: Here's what I know. Here's it's what, what I know, and on my show I did with Ian on a Wednesday – I gave the Miami Dolphins what I call a lot of free advice. In that, when they make this hire, do the press conference on Zoom. You don't want the media in the same room with Greer and Ross right now. Just do it on Zoom. We don't need an in person. We don't need an in person um, thing here, like a large event. You want to just sort of slip this under the rug real quick. That's number one. Here's the number two bit of free advice. I don't know how this whole investigation is going to shake out, but here's what I do know. My meat dolphins have two first round picks in 2023. Before the NFL can take them away from us, I might want to trade them in 2022 or use them as chips to move up in 2022. And so you get something out of them this year. Because if you wait a year, if they if some if they're found of some some type of wrongdoing, I don't know those they're going to get punished in some way. And losing picks might be it. You might want to use those picks before they're gone. Let them take away picks in 2024, or 2025. <laughs> I would keep the extra ones you got. to try to use them up quickly here because uh, the just a bit of free advice. So, look, trading for someone like um, Jimmy G probably would cost you a second, maybe a conditional second, and if he plays a certain amount of games or something, it goes to a first, something like that, uh, which would be fine. But that's going to be the hot rumor. But overall, back to the lead story here. When you make a move like this, you always have hope, you always have optimism. Yeah, I this was the guy once we learned you're not going to get a Peterson, you're not going to get a Quinn, you're not going to get a Harbaugh, you're not going to get the proven big name guys, the big fish sort of this cycle. This, I think, was the next best guy. Um, just because he's got a little bit of life experience and he's taken some shots in life, he's been knocked on his ass a couple times, gotten back up. He seems like a fighter, highly intelligent, Yale. Yale educated he actually played wide receiver at Yale. I know if you look at him he doesn't look like a player but he did play wide receiver at Yale. Um, I like a guy who's got a little bit of grit to him a little bit of life experience is smart and all the feedback's been positive. I'm hopeful of this move. I'm, yep. I'm hopeful of him. I'm down on the entire organization and this past week how things have played out. but I think for what they've um, what they had to work with here this is as good a hire as they could have made. And now heading into year three for two, there's no more excuses. This is it. You got a guy here. And, Tom, we're going to get a running game here, come hella high water. Uh, he, we're going to get a running game. Yes. And I know historically San Francisco doesn't take running backs in round one and all that good stuff, but Mike McDaniel's not in charge of those picks. <laughs> Number one in San okay. Francisco. Now, you might not be in charge of him here either, That's so, but San Francisco is always, they always had one or two guys and then they would just sort of replenish and add to it. Miami's running back room needs an entire blow it up and start over. They're going to need to add multiple guys. So I don't know if it's round one, but I think within by the end of round two, the Miami Dolphins are going to have a running back in this draft. And I'm sure they're going to add at least one or two via free agency. Um, We're going to get an influx of running backs and an influx of offensive linemen here. Um, because that's really where this goes. And then uh, that's – that's the, this offseason's that. Quarterback, running back, offensive line, and we'll see.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I, as you were talking about McDaniel, it's, hey, he's going to yell. Mike McDaniel now has become the Ryan Fitzpatrick of coaches. Every game we're going to have to hear that he went to yell. Um, I'm just joking. But – I'd like the hire, like you said, I think it's a, it's a good hire. I think out of the, out of the pick of the litter, he definitely uh, was at the top of my list for first time head coaches. Um, I've enjoyed watching the 49ers offense. I've enjoyed watching the creativity that comes from that offense. Um, I believe RPO is still going to be a part of this offense, but you're going to see a little bit more West coast style, I think coming with McDaniel, because that is a Shanahan MO for offense where uh, the passing game kind of sets up the running game. And we did see that a little bit in San Francisco. Obviously, there was a ton of success there. They went to the Super Bowl a few years ago. So that, that's one thing that you can look at. McDaniel was a part of that uh, system where he – I believe they were – did they lead the league in rushing in 2019 when they made the Super Bowl? I thought they did. I have not. I mean, I'd have to check. I have no, We'd have to double check. But they were, they were definitely a group to – to, to watch, and they had uh, success from three different running backs on that team that year. So I'm excited to see what the upgrades are going to look like. It's Once we get really close to draft season, once free agency ends, I'm going to have my eyes on running backs, as I always do, because uh, I am salivating at the opportunity to have an upgraded running back room and watch this team run the football efficiently week in and week out and not throw it 40 times with a quarterback that isn't good when he throws that many times in a game Two is at his best when he throws between 25 and 30 passes, period. End of story. Um, the team's got to get better in, in multiple facets. I'd even argue you need to fix uh, some wide receivers in this, on this team outside oh, of Waddle. Outside, what do we got outside left? of Waddle? We got nothing left there. There's no uh,
0: wide receiver to keep. I mean, if they want to keep someone like Matt Collins, that's fine. But he's like a, fifth or sixth wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, good
1: special teams guy, good team guy. He's um,
0: one name to keep like an that. eye on, and he, I know we just put up a tweet. He's very excited. Lynn Bowden Jr. is going to be, I think, someone who you will hear a lot of in 2022 in that. He has also played quarterback. He's also played running back, and I think Mike McDaniel is going to salivate at the creative ways he can use someone like yep. Lynn Bowden Jr. Yep. and get him the ball. So Lynn Bowden's a name I would keep an eye on in 2022. I think he could be in that. Samuel role which we sort of saw in San Francisco someone yep. like that who's used that way just a way you're going to look for new ways to give him the ball each week and just put the ball in his hands let him make a play that's going to be interesting and th- this league this is why this is a great hire for the Dolphins this league is an offensive league you yep. don't need to be great on defense. If you are, it's just a bonus. You really don't need to be great. Cincinnati's not a good team on defense. They're really not. But when you have a potent offense with weapons upon weapons and a quarterback who can push the ball down the field, you will be successful. And that's why the Miami Dolphins needed to just change everything they do on offense. It wasn't working. Um, I'm not going to get into last head coach because we all know that story, but this is an offensive move to, you got to be in tune with the rest of the league and what other teams are doing to win you look at the playoffs maybe outside of the Titans who just rely on Henry so much the teams that can push the ball down the field multiple wide receivers can just get matchups upon matchups upon matchups to win that's how you win even San Francisco they don't have a big passing game they're more run first but when they need to they can push the ball down the field um so that's why this move I'm somewhat excited it's all a wait and see because with a first time head coach you just don't know how can he manage people how does how can he handle his day just went from an offensive coordinator who's not having to call any plays on sunday to now being flooded with a bunch of other responsibilities Now i'm sure he can handle it he went to yale he's not stupid but (laughs) it's uh, it's just his day and his life have changed in that Um. he's now responsible for everything he has to manage people he has to you know, put together a staff on some level, he's going to have some input, even if even if all the moves have to go through Chris yep. Green, the owner. He's got. He's going to have a lot of input, obviously. And I know the tight ends coach for San Francisco is a name who's floated who might follow him here. Now, I don't know if he was going to come here as an offensive coordinator or just as a tight ends coach. We'll see. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what he does on offense because that's the side of the ball. And I would also expect, and I don't know who it's going to be, one of these guys on this staff, one of the assistants, will be a former head coach. Because that's what you want with a first-time head coach. Brian Flores tried it with Jim Caldwell. It didn't last long. <laughs> We're going to see who it is. I don't know who it's going to be. I just I would expect one of these guys they hire, maybe not even as a quarter, as a coordinator, it could be a quarterback's coach or it could be just as a special team slash assistant head coach, someone to um, have some former head coaching experience. Um, Yeah, 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 but he he wasn't a head coach,
1: though. Um, Not in the NFL.
0: No, and plus, I I don't – look, Mike McDaniel is going to put someone in at offensive coordinator who runs his offense. I don't think he's going to the outside to bring in somebody who runs a different offense, but – one name I would like to see back in Miami. <laughs> here's a funny one in the chat. <laughs> Chan Gailey. <laughs> here's, um, here's a here's a name I would like to see Miami bring back home. As the special teams coordinator, Darren Rizzi, who I know is now out of a job, I believe, with the Saints. Yep. Um, I wouldn't mind having him come back. Um, I know some people are bringing down Vic Fonjo and Mike Zimmer. Um, I, I don't know what they're going to do on defense. Those would be candidates, though, for that type of person. That would that's the type of name that would be a candidate to, but I don't know what they're gonna do on that side of the ball. That's the problem. Yeah. I just don't know. but um, I think that's gonna
1: be something that they uh, want to do. I would be perfectly fine with it if you know they release the current staff or you know, Josh Boyer is no longer defensive coordinator here. Um, I could see some of the staff sticking around on defense as long as it works out, but if you're looking for a defensive coordinator that has head coaching experience, you name the two guys that could absolutely keep this defense moving in the right direction. Um, either it's, you know, Zimmer or Fangio. I, you know, Fangio would be uh, absolute home run for McDaniel. I don't only, know if
0: he, I don't know if he's going to be popular though, with Chris Greer in that in 2019, he turned down you, an interview see, request. Sure. That's the problem with Vic Fangio. Um, Zimmer oh, okay. would be a good one.
1: Yeah, Zimmer would be fine too. You know, I, I have no qualms with either, but we'll see. I mean, Josh Boyer is, you know, technically still employed by the Dolphins. So we'll see how things shake out here. I, I'm sure that we'll have more information uh, on the assistant coaches as we progress through the week after the uh, initial press conference with uh, McDaniel, which I don't know if that has been scheduled yet, but I'm I would guessing assume probably Monday Tuesdays, or Tuesday. But, uh, I would guess Tuesday, but I guess it could be
0: Monday. Um, I don't know. Um, here and I think San Francisco, because it's higher, gets a couple picks. I believe they get a yeah, couple, yeah, get two third round
1: comp, uh, compensatory picks.
0: Yeah, so that's um, they're going to recoup some of the picks that they traded away to Miami here, so yeah. they get that back for them. Um, I really don't want to talk about the other scandal because there's nothing new that nope. sort of happened. Nothing to talk um, about. There's, I mean, there's nothing new, but I will say this though, real quick on it. It looks like Brian Flores is one of the final two candidates for the Houston job. Uh, I do wonder if he does get that job, if not going to make the lawsuit just magically all go away. But if that wouldn't in the big picture in time sort of make the lawsuit kind of go away um, if he is hired by the Houston Texans, which I don't know if he will be. Um, but I think that would uh, I don't know that, that's going to be interesting to watch if he is hired by Houston, how the lawsuit then sort of goes yeah. Because he was saying he wasn't giving a fair shot, then all of a sudden he gets hired by another team. I don't know. <laughs> that's that's a, that's a tricky one. Um, that is a tricky one to navigate. But overall, I think this is a very good hire. I'm excited to see what we do on offense. Free agency, the Miami Dolphins have a lot of money to spend, and I know everything around right now, this whole organization isn't you know sunshine and rainbows, obviously, it's just not. But I think they have a lot of money to spend. Hopefully, they can you know fix this offense because that's what this league's about. You're going to see it next week, two teams in the Super Bowl who have they're loaded a wide receiver, multiple running backs, and have quarterbacks who can throw it down the field. And that's what this yep. league is built on. That's what the Packers do. That's what Tampa Bay did. That's what Tampa Bay did. Yeah. That's what they did because now Tom Brady's gone. You have the Bills, the Chiefs. That's what they do. That's what this league is based on. If you got to be able to push it down the field. So yep. uh, we'll see here and hopefully draft night we'll see um if we'll see if we start getting some running backs tom it's going to be an interesting draft are you going to draft uh undecided right now undecided yeah yeah uh i don't know um yeah Um, i think next year's the one you want to go to because they got some extra picks but again i don't know if they're going. i was supposed to go in 2020 when they had three yeah, that would – well, I know. In hindsight, you didn't miss much. Um, <laughs> it really didn't miss much because all three of those guys – I mean, two of the three are terrible, and one of them ain't looking so hot. Um, But, yeah, Mike McDaniel, head coach, Miami Dolphins. We'll have more on this um, all week. I'll have some people on from San Francisco talk about Mike McDaniel and their thoughts on him. And uh, we'll see where this goes here in the coming weeks. And, uh, Tom, we will also do this week – We'll probably do it on video, the final gambling corner of the season here with uh, one Bowl. pick yep. for the Super Bowl. and It'll probably be only like a less than five-minute show, but we should do that one. Yeah, um, for sure. Because I think I'm leaning towards a pick. I'm leaning towards one pick one well, way.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm still kind of going back and forth, to be honest. I haven't decided one way or another where to go with that pick. Both teams have... Uh, both teams have some issues. I think the biggest issue for the for the uh, Bengals is going to be Aaron Donald because the way Chris you Jones was yeah. throwing around offensive linemen last week, um, Joe Burrow was just great getting the ball out of his hand quick. Uh, Aaron Donald is an absolute monster, and if you are betting people, Aaron Donald right now is plus 1,800 for uh, Super Bowl MVP, and if he wrecks that game, he'll get the MVP. Really? He's that much? He's plus 1,800 right now. That, I might have to put a few shekels on that. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> that's a good bet right there. Yes, it is. Because
0: um, if it's not him, it's going to be either Matthew Stafford, because everyone's going to see it as like a lifetime achievement award, yep. or I could see Cup if yep. he has a big day. And that's the thing. Uh, see, the Cincinnati, they, they scare the hell out of me on defense, but yep. they hang around in all these games. And they're getting four and a half, and all these games all come down to a field goal. Of them. Yeah. So, if it comes down to a field goal again, you're going to want the points because um, yeah. they just find a way to hang around because they have a quarterback who's special and they have a lot of wide receivers for them to throw to. And that's good. The, the, this is going to be one of the more tricky games to bet. It really will be. Yeah. Um, here, well, hold on. Someone put something up in the comment that was good. What was it? Let me see if I, I can find it. Here. <laughs> Regarding Mike McDaniel. Can you fix Noah agony. <laughs> I wouldn't hold my breath. <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> I, 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 my I don't. Breath. I don't know, man. You know, I, I, you know, I kind of feel for Noah because he, you know, the the big problem with with Noah before he we never sees him. the field. That's it. He never he, saw the field. Never. Now and look, he might be quite, terrible. He's twenty one
0: pra- years old. He 21. might be terrible in practice, and that would. But my life, he is terrible in practice. But as I always said, you couldn't get him out there for five or six plays a game. Let's see him in some really – I mean, you're not going to lose a game in those five or six plays, I promise you. And, not, yeah. and I'm not counting punt returns and kickoff returns. Real plays on defense. Yeah. He's no worse than Justin Coleman. He really, he really isn't. You couldn't put him out there for five or six plays. Yeah. That was my biggest gripe with the previous head coaches. You know, once you were in his doghouse, you never got out. And at nope. some point, you got to give a kid a chance. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. But, yeah, that's all. Mike McDaniel, head coach of Dolphins. Wolf will have shows, probably a few shows this week, uh, talking about him, maybe having a few guests. I'm excited about this move. I really do like this move. I think he's a very good hire for the Dolphins. It puts them sort of on the right track with where you need to be in yeah. this league with offensive-minded coaches who can sort of come up with new and creative ways to get yards and points. And that's what this league's built on. Mike McDaniel, first-time head coach. There's risk in, There's risk involved in that, but pretty much everyone they talk to here um, who are the serious candidates and more – and Brian Dable, They're all first-time head coaches, so there's the same risk with all of them. Uh, But that's it. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Be sure to follow Tom Ernest on Twitter at Dolphins Talk Tom. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Dolphins Talk. Visit the website, DolphinsTalk.com, and also our YouTube channel. Subscribe to the channel. Smash the like button, and also hit the alert bell. Uh, Poppy Melendez is going to have two shows this week. I'll probably have a show with Ian on Wednesday, and I'm also going to work on a couple other shows with some special guests and interviews as we get to know more about Mike McDaniel here, um, the next head coach of the Miami Dolphins. So thank you all for listening to this breaking news audio, and we'll talk to you again after a while. And don't forget, folks, let's put an end to highway profanity. Hands up.
1: Thank you for listening to the DolphinsTalk.com podcast. Be sure to visit DolphinsTalk.com every day for all of your latest Miami Dolphins news.